Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a bonus segment of the Brothers Take. I think this might be the first bonus segment of 2021. I think everything else has been episode folk. I can't remember the last time we did a bonus. I think it was before Christmas. Did we not we did, do a bonus? We did a few in the lead up to like the PS5 and things, but I don't think we've done yeah. one since the new year. I think this could be our first one. Because we always wait for something else of inspiration or something that's outside of a full episode. What about our topic. reactions to... Oh, we did do... The, okay, yeah, okay. Does that not count? So there was no audio version of that, but we did do on YouTube a yeah. reaction to the latest trailer for the Snyder Cut, which is a great segue to lead us into what we're talking about right now, which is that in the lead-up to the Snyder Cut, which we're all very, very, very excited for, uh, we're going to look back on the DC movies that have kind of led up to that particular movie, which is the Zack Snyder DC trilogy. Starting with, in this bonus segment, our take on 2013's Man of Steel. So, mm. uh, we're just, it's not going to be an overly long episode or anything like that. It's just, it's outside of our video games uh, discussions. We're also movie fans, music fans, and fans of pop culture in general. And this is just something that we're particularly interested in. I have a feeling with how long the Snyder Cut is, by the time that comes around, that actually might get a full episode. But in the lead-up to it, we wanted to do some bonus talking. Man, that's like four episodes. Like, an it episode be, I mean, per, four, per hour. Four hours kind of... long. Like, I don't know how you could condense that in something that then you could say, yeah, that's sure, that's a bonus. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's not, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe when we watch it, we'll have nothing to say about it. I don't know. Like, hopefully we will. Um... I think we will. But if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, we'd love you to jump down into the comments. Let us know what you thought of Man of Steel, um, having if you've seen it, um, and also how you're feeling about the Snyder Cut, if you're looking forward to it. What do you hope to see in the Snyder Cut when it finally launches? If you're listening to the audio platforms, you could touch base with us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Brothers Take, again, to give us your take on Man of Steel and Zack Snyder's DC trilogy at this point. Um... Also, if you enjoyed this, give us a thumbs up, hit subscribe, and click that notification bell on YouTube so that you know when we put out future bonus segments. Because these don't happen all the time. These are not weekly. These are when we're inspired to do so or when there's something that is not gaming-related that we just feel like we want to talk about. So without further ado, let's talk Man of Steel. It's Misha, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see this in cinema? When the first came yes. Out? I yes, I did. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You what? Yeah, you did. I or definitely didn't? did. I did. Yeah, I, I did. Though. And I remember the tra- I remember the first teaser was shown. Uh, I went to see the Dark Knight Rises on. It was the first time I'd ever seen an IMAX screen. I went to see it on an IMAX screen up in Dublin. I went. I travelled up for it because I was like. This is the biggest movie event of the year for me, right? Mm-hmm. And before that is when they showed the teaser for Man of Steel, which was when it just kind of showed the kid Clark Kent with the red towel on his back, and it played the music from uh, the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, after Gandalf falls. That's the yeah. music they played. And I was like, 
Oh my god, if this is the tone of this movie, I'm gonna fucking... 100% pop, in. Right? <laughs> um, so before we even talk about how we found Man of Steel, um, what would be, like, your take on Superman in general? Uh, well, I guess... I think I was I was in the same boat as a lot of people growing up. Superman's lame. He could just do everything. He's not cool. You know what I mean? Like, he only has, like, Lex Luthor as, like, his only villain. Because, obviously, I was ignorant on Superman as a character and his vast roster of villains. Uh, fantastic villains, actually. Um, so, yeah, I would have been, like, Superman is super lame. He's not Batman. Batman cool. Batman forever. Batman for life. Uh, I think then we got, like, a like a... We got a bunch of like sticker books. Do you remember this, Chris? I don't know if Adam, you were that much involved. The sticker books. I don't yeah, know, Adam. I was, you were. I wasn't you involved were. in your weird shenanigans. <laughs> you guys collect stickers, you nerds. <laughs> no, actually, I think Adam was because Adam was the one who had to place the stickers for us because Chris, me and Chris couldn't do anything. It's like Lego. Adam had to build the Lego for us. Yeah, and Warhammer and actually yeah. everything at all. It's um, like, Adam, it was how like, does this thing work? It was one on like Superman, and like I think that's when we were introduced to the likes of Dark Side and Doomsday and Mister Mixublebleck, you know, whatever his fucking name is. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's that's cool. That's that's interesting that he has more villains than Lex Luthor. Uh, and then Man of Steel, I t- Superman Returns was the first Superman film I actually watched from beginning to end in cinema with yes, Brandon. Really. Yes, 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 yeah. I've still not seen that. I've seen Uh, that. uh, I even as a child, I was still like, that's incorrect. He should not be able to lift an island made of kryptonite. Like, that's a weird sequence. Yeah, and that film was heavily criticized for for not taking risks and being too safe with all of its choices. Right. And we get Man of Steel. Right. I loved Man of Steel. I did. I really loved. I loved the opening. I loved the the, the tone. Obviously, it's Hans Zimmer doing the soundtrack, so it's amazing. The the costume design, the villains and the villain design is cool. And that film was scrutinized and critiqued for taking risks and being bold. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I this yeah this Superman and Zack Snyder opened my eyes to. A different Superman, and from then, uh, from the Man of Steel onwards, I st- we started to get, I think, different products of of showcasing Superman as more than just that Boy Scout. I'm a big fan of justice cheesy one-liners, right? And like delving more now into the actual character of Superman, which is a hundred times more interesting than his powers and where he comes from. Is this outsider character? having to do the right thing even though it will like see it's super like we were discussing this it's super hard to talk about man of steel without slightly going out the bvs <laughs> i know because because his his um character he's, thread he's is, only established in this is continued in bvs yeah. and yes it's like some of the themes now when you're looking back because if you watch Man of Steel after watching BVS, now you're looking at Man of Steel with another lens. You're now looking at it through the lens of some of the stuff that's brought up and uh, more prominently, I think, in, in BVS. But uh, we will get to BVS as another bonus before Justice League is launched um, to give our take on that. It'll be the ultimate edition, though. Right. That's, it's like if you're talking Return of the King, you're talking extended cut. So, um, yeah. Adam, your general take on Superman uh, up until before you saw Man of Steel. 
Uh, same. I never, never, ever liked Superman, and because I, I, because of the actually the Christopher Reeve version, actually. Okay. Uh, that version of Superman, although uh, adored, I yeah, it was just something about it. Whereas like, you know, he he beats up people and smiles while doing it. He's a bully. Like this guy has all the power in the world to like absolutely like just easily snap a dude's neck, and here he is like um, messing with a, a guy in a diner and stuff like that. It's just there was something about it just didn't sit right with me as mm-hmm. a, as a character. So I never ever uh, delved into the source material, which is the comics and and even the cartoons. Yeah. I was put off of Superman because of the films that came before Man of Steel. So Man of Steel made me like kind of go, oh my god, like there's more to this character than I ever thought. Right. You know, there's there's a, a deeper level of humanity in this character. There's philosophical kind of underpinnings as to how we would perceive such a character if they ever existed in our world. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like, like um, when it comes to movies and stuff, like the kind of films I I love have like those type of deeper philosophical religious underpinnings whether it's like the matrix or uh blade runner prometheus those type of films have like much deeper levels than just what's being presented to you and i love that kind of shit so this really you know i started paying attention to superman as a character after seeing this i got a sense that i had a sense that the makers of this loved this character yeah i wanted to show us a version we've never seen before Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're all in a similar boat. Um, I hated Superman growing up. Hated him. He was... If people were to ask me, like, who's the worst superhero? Even though he's, like, the... Poster you know, boy for superheroes? Poster boy for superheroes, really. Yeah. Like, if, if you were told, oh, design a superhero, you've got 60 seconds to do so. You're like, ah... Superman. You would pretty much draw a Superman. You'd draw a cape and you'd draw an icon on the chest and you'd, then people would know it's a superhero. Yeah, but I hated him, and the reason I hated him was because for me, all the greatest stories were about um, a, a hero overcoming impossible odds and coming out stronger at the end. That was always like the hero's arc, whether it's it's, mm. it's Batman trying to eradicate all of crime in Gotham, this impossible thing to do, Frodo trying to destroy the ring, Luke Skywalker trying to take on the Empire. Like it was always about the villain had to be stronger and bigger. And um, in a similar way, my ignorance or my knowledge of Superman was that his villain was Lex Luthor, who I also now appreciate more, now that I know more about the character anyway. But at the time, it's like, okay, so this guy, Superman can't be hurt only for this very, very rare mineral um, and can do anything and everything and is all good and great and powerful and nothing bothers him and nothing can beat him. And it's like... Like, bank robbers can't do shit to this guy. Like, how is this a compelling story? I'm not worried about whether he'll succeed. I'm not in any way invested in whether... Like, it's like, oh, fuck, Superman might die. It's like, he can do anything. He can't die. He can turn back time if he flies fast enough. This is ridiculous, right? (laughs) So growing up, I hated Superman. Because he just... And actually, my favorite superhero growing up was Spider-Man. Before I got really into Batman. Who was similar to Superman... It's a very similar story, and he's similar in terms of like the, the that kind of tale of with great power comes great responsibility, 
And that's yeah. the only reason he's doing this. He's not trying to avenge anything. He's not trying to like undo some great injustice that was done to him because like Superman's world is long gone. So that's trying to save Krypton or anything like that. It's just that I can save people, so I should. Yeah. But with Spider-Man, he's far more vulnerable. He's, I knew way more of his villains from the cartoons. They they could kick his ass. It was like Spider-Man could lose. So now mm. I'm like rooting for him. And I didn't have that with Superman. Um, and then Man of Steel absolutely wiped the like floor clean with like I it just totally changed my outlook on Superman. It actually did something similar to um what the Winter Soldier did for me. It, I always we compare. Yeah. yeah, I I know people. Right, so people hold the Winter Soldier up quite highly, and I know a lot of people don't like Man of Steel. A lot of people do, but a lot of people don't like it. Mm-hmm. I think I think those two movies are very similar. They take a character that's typically a Boy Scout, and like again, when I was younger, I hated Captain America. He was literally like the, my least favorite Marvel superhero that I was aware of. Like I hated him. And if you were to ask me who my favorite hero in the MCU is, I'm gonna tell you it's Captain America. Which I never would have said if not for the Winter Soldier and Civil War and what happened beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. They just took a character that, like, and I think what happened there, like, for example, with Captain America, the Russos even said they don't like Captain America. How can we make this guy likable? And then they made a fucking incredible movie and did that. Zack Snyder actually did like Superman. But he liked him for reasons that I think other people weren't bringing up. Or people were bringing up, but it wasn't, like, out there in, like, the public eye, like, in my eye. Mm. Where I'm just like, oh, he's so lame. He can do anything. And it's like, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. I'm going to show you why we like him, though. I'm going to show you, like, what the comic book writers have been writing about that you haven't been reading. And I'm going to show you what, like, the cartoon movies and the cartoon series have been doing that you haven't been watching. And I'm going to show you, like, the questions that we have in debates about, you know, what does it mean to be Superman that you haven't had because you've written him off as just a silly character. And then yeah, I, went, I think that's a really important point as well, is that it's like Man of Steel is a version of Superman, as yeah. is every other version of Superman that's out there, based on stories from the comics that you likely probably didn't read. And that's I think that is a really important point. Everyone has an idea of what Superman is, and unfortunately it's the Reeves version. Right. Which is probably one of the most least accurate comic depictions of a of a character in a film. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you just said the whole thing about him fucking flying around the world to turn back time. That's not an ability that Superman can fucking do. It's not one of his things. I, I'm pretty I sure that I, is in the comics. Yeah, I, I think he can. No, I think he can that, do that. that is, I, I... But... I think when he did that, it was in the comics at a time when superheroes were written off as being these childish, right. you know, almost like... Uh, Campy Gar- era, right? Yeah, it was a time when superheroes were superheroes. You know, you got the Wham, the Boo, Pap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam I West guess, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like every yes, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is the equivalent of looking at Batman saying, oh, well, this isn't... Adam know, West this is the Adam Batman. West Batman. Right, it's like right. the... That era of Superman is like, yes, it's the Adam West era of superheroes. I mean, not that the it's Richard Donner was the director, was it? Of the right, yeah. it's not that he wasn't touching on really, really like he introduced a lot of things. Like I don't I I'm I, I'm not hundred percent sure about that time travel thing which came first. Is that's a bit of a chicken and egg situation. Yeah, yeah. I think it was in probably. the movie I think it was in the movie first oh, okay. before it was Possibly. introduced to the material, but 
he did introduce things that ended up becoming canon for Superman. Right. That means it wasn't comic accurate at the time. No, but I think Christopher Reeve's performance was. I just think Oh, that... yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I just mean that uh, right. the way the director uh, portrayed the character, it's, it's not right. necessarily comic accurate. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A- as much as the way Zack handled Superman and Man of Steel, I think right. he drew more from the source material than what would have been the Reeves version. I think there was probably a lot more creative freedom with that to, you know, and, and it's not like, I mean, obviously that became the, the blueprint for superhero movies. I think for, Feige yep. himself even says before they start an MCU movie, they get the whole production team to sit down and watch the original Christopher Reeves Superman. That's why humor plays such a huge role in the MCU movies. Yeah, like it's, yeah. according to him, he says this is the blueprint to making a great superhero movie. Yeah. So it's not that that movie's not great. Yes, yeah, yeah. I I do think that the Man of Steel variant is drawing more from the source material that it's not in the popular, like you know, it's not out there like what you said. Yes. People's right. perception of him is just that movie. I think. Yeah. 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 So then. Obviously, we all we we all like Man of Steel. We're not here. We're obviously not here to bash it. We actually quite like the movie. Um, so, what is it about the movie that you like, other than the fact that I think we've all said that before this movie we didn't like Superman and it made us like Superman, which is props in itself, really. You know, yeah. if if a movie can turn around your your change your mind on a character that you previously have written off or you just totally dislike, that's props in itself. But what else about the movie worked for you? Eric, uh, the the opening cinematic, the opening cinematic is, is nearly on the same lines as to me as like the opening cinematic to Star Wars: A New Hope, or or even Revenge of the Sith, and even the likes of The Fellowship of the Ring. Wow, big, oh, epic cinematic moment, and like with the likes of Lord of the Rings. You can tell by looking at these particular characters, and even though you have Galadriel talking, you almost don't need Galadriel to tell to talk to tell you the story. The visuals are telling you the story. The the armor is telling you the story. That these particular characters are telling, and there's so much rich culture. And I'm a fucking sucker for lore. All right. <laughs> so looking at the design of the the outfits and the the. The, the sets that they build and stuff and when you watch the special features uh the 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 work that like the the kryptonian language they invented to inscribe onto the freaking archways and onto the armor and stuff is really cool yeah like really good detail to show the passion that they put into it they invented a fucking martial art for these people which yeah. you see very briefly uh at, at the start and stuff so it, it's such a good sequence and it sets up the villain of Zod, who's fucking brilliant. And it was again, I think Zod was a character that you—it was—it was a villain you wouldn't often see in superhero films, which is where you can. The motivation makes sense. He's not a villain for villain's sake. Right. There, there's, there's a motivation. There's, a, there's a slight humanity to it, even though what he's doing, what he's going to do, is horrific. Yep. So they do balance it by like um, having it that okay, his reason makes sense, but what he's planning on doing doesn't because it's just so destructive and wiping out 
So I think that is really like cool and establishing this this new again this new version of Superman and Krypton that we don't usually that we 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 wouldn't have really seen or grown up with yeah. and everything this much more um, brutal one. And again, I think something that Zack Snyder tends to do is his stories. I think are kind of slightly more timeless than other people's uh, stories. The idea of the fact that Krypton, the Kryptonians, have drained from the source of the sun, isn't it? That they they fuel their planet with. with oh, yeah, I was never fully sure or, or they, what they, it was that they'd done, they, but they'd fucked up their planet. They fucked up their so. planet, which mirrors us. Right, I think right. No, that we actually. Yeah, have I think done the, it, the destruction of Krypton in the Man of Steel thing is to do with the um, the mine they mined for the the kind, the kind of metals that they're using. You know the way that it's like the it's able to trans stuff? it's able yeah. to transform and yeah, yeah, and the scout ships and all are made of that. I think they've mined that from the planet, and that's why the planet's fucking up. Something like that. Yeah, and it's just it's just great. Then the the desperation of the civil war and. The whole fucking thing was like so fantastically sci-fi that it was yep. such a new take that I almost it is a superhero film, but at the same time I'd almost count it more as just like a comic book movie because it's not such your it's not your such basic superhero film that we we would often get. You know what I mean? This, yeah, just the whole so good. Fucking love <laughs> just, you know that um, that inscription. Um, the Kryptonian language that they made. Yeah. Do you, the, do you know what it says? No. I don't actually. What does it say? Uh, I, I think it's um. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. It's a Joseph Campbell quote. One second now. That's oh. crazy. The Kryptonian. I'm pretty sure they have it there. No I, I know it's definitely in in BVS. It's actually they've incorporated the language into the S on his suit. Yeah, I noticed that. And uh, the quote is, And where we had taught to find an abomination, we shall find a god. Where we had taught to slay another, we shall slay ourselves. Where we had taught to travel outward, we shall come to the center of our own existence. Where we had taught to be alone, we shall be with all the world. Wow. Yeah. Some deep shit in it. So Adam Netter, we're on you, actually. What, what, what is it about Man of Steel that you like? That opening sequence <laughs> for me as well. It's like I I badly want um, a DC movie. I want to get Michael Shannon and Russell Crowe back to make an entire movie about Krypton. Wow. That and like the amount of shit that went into just the opening to that, and I would agree, Eric. It's a lot like the Fellowship's prologue. I hold it up to that standard. The I, the thing I like about the prologue to the Fellowship is that we know, that, well, at the time I didn't know, but there was three movies being made at that time. That prologue says, you know, it's a slow start, but this is basically a taster of what's ahead. You know, the kind of the battle yeah. and stuff like that, as well yeah. as uh, it gives you a good sense of the greater world of it, the history of it all. The um, It introduces you to key characters that are going to prop up later on in the story as well. And I think that the opening to Man of Steel does the same thing. We were discussing before about visual effects in Black Panther, how yeah. right. you know, obviously, you know, due to time restraints and stuff like that. But a film that came, when did that come out? 2018, 2017, 2018. Which, Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther. Uh, 20. 
2018, was it? Early 2018, just before Infinity War? Is that right? Mm, but, I can't yeah. Uh, I, I think so. Know, yeah, I think it is. Somewhere around then. Like, look at those visual effects, and then look at the visual effects in a movie that came out in 2013. Like, there are some effects in Man of Steel that are a bit like, okay. They've but, aged a bit, yeah. But for its time, like, holy shit. Like, that opening sequence, I think, for Krypton is just wow. Just yeah. a wow. And the, the performances as well. And one of my favorite shots in the entire film is when is actually in the beginning when uh, Jor-El is like heading towards the council to explain to them, look, we're all going to fucking die here if we don't, uh, we don't act on this. When he's walking up to them, he's like coming through that, like you're following the, the, the frame of it looks like, looks like that. Like it's like this, Mm. the hallway is like this hole essentially that you're going through and you can see all of them. The council members are all sitting in a circle and the behind them is like this big beams of a tr- of a throne behind each of them, right? And that's like he's now walking towards what would be the fate of Krypton, which is these council members deciding their fate. Yeah. The end of that Krypton sequence is Lara walking, and it's like this tunnel shaped like this, and she's walking towards. And outside, you're seeing these beams of fire. Yeah these columns perfectly mirroring the what would be the fate of krypton so like just setting up shit like that it's like that is like that's how a comic book would be framed yeah like artistic paneling yeah Yeah. like every single frame of this movie is a comic book and yeah that's what has me kind of like all in on this film so from the beginning i was like yeah you can pretty much show me anything now i'm gonna fucking love this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. Is like I mean, I'm, such a good sequence. I'm, I'm witches. Like the amount of detail that's put into like the costumes and everything, and the culture, uh, the actors are great. I mean, Terrence Stamp is such an iconic General Zod, right? Mm, yeah. To a point where it's like, can you top that? I mean, that that kneel before Zod is just so um, ingrained in in pop culture that it's like. I mean, sure, you can do other takes on it, but can you beat that? Like, even if I don't like the early Superman movies, I always remembered General Zod. He was a character that stuck with me. Like, I preferred him to Lex Luthor, for sure. Michael Shannon gives such a good version of General Zod to the point where it's just like, yeah, it's on an equal playing field now. You've got two fantastic versions of Zod that exist in cinematic history now. You know, like, I think Michael Shannon is incredible. And people can argue back and forth um rightly so as to who has the better superheroes you know dc or marvel the, mm-hmm. you can rightfully so you can argue both sides of that yeah but dc have the better villains hands down and it always shows like at they, least in the cinematic in the uh, i no no you think in comics as well i think in the comics as well dc have the better villains i mean part of that is because know. of batman's rogues gallery alone uh sure. Boy, that's hard to beat you know what i mean i mean yeah okay marvel have great villains as well i'm not saying they don't yeah i just think dc do have the better villains and they've been explored in more interesting ways um by by whoever by the writers i don't know why dc seem to attract certain writers for some reason and attract certain storylines that i've read some marvel too like i'm not i'm not like oh, yeah, a yeah. total i don't write off marvel like i love marvel but um there's just DC tend to go darker for some reason. 
Um, people have well, said that difference... more and more recently as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I and I agree with it too. And I think it's because like with with Marvel, and I don't think like it's hard not to compare the two, but I do think yeah. it's kind of unfair. It's almost like Star Wars yeah, and Star true. Trek. It's like just because yeah. of a star in the fucking name. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, like the thing is with the Marvel heroes, I think people need to realize is that in most cases, not all, but most cases they're an average dude trying to do his best right that's the that's the marvel hero so it's like um a normal guy given godlike powers and what the fuck do i do with it right and trying to do his best to 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 save people or or even save himself dc generally is a god all of a sudden who has to learn how to be a man in many ways right whether it's like obviously not not Batman in that case, but nope. Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yep. They're they're gods who have to try and pretend to be people as opposed to people trying to be gods. Right. Which would be Marvel's way. So they're both fantastic, but they're both different problems. You can't yes, have, yeah, yeah. You can't yep. align the same stories. And I think I think Man of Steel perfectly sums up that whole thing. It's like you are a god, you're now sent to Earth with the like what do you do with that? Well, what torn t- torn between two like yeah. identities as well. Like you know, you think that people would fucking love that shit. Like having the whole like I don't know who I am. I'm trying to find myself kind of story. Yeah. Well, what you've touched on is is my favorite thing about Man of Steel, which is um, something that I never thought of, and the reason I wrote Superman off, but that they directly address in this is that if you were someone that had these abilities. And they have loads of conversations in the trip, particularly between, you know, the scenes with young Claire Kent and then Jonathan Kent, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, what would you do with them? And should you use them? Should you help people? What, how will people react if you do? What kind of an effect will you have on people if you do something? Now, there's a great scene in it um, where Zod has threatened the planet. Where like, if, you, if Kal-El does not come forward, I'm going to invade this world. Right, yeah. which first of all I was like great because like oh wow this is like one of those Christopher Nolan villains this is great, <laughs> but um, Clark then goes to a priest and walks in. I love that scene. He's in a church and he goes to this priest to kind of seek a bit of advice or something I suppose. Yeah. And the priest gulps as he's looking at him, and like he already knows he's like he's at a point now where he's like okay, I my faith is already being kind of shaken at, in this moment because there's a being here that does not fit in with what my understanding of the universe was or what my understanding of reality was. There's this being here now. I am now encountering an alien mm-hmm. that looks like me that, I, that doesn't fit in with my narrative. But I'm going to give him the same advice that I would give anyone else and I'm going to kind of keep the faith. I just think it's such a fucking cool scene. That's Superman who kind of probably, I don't know, you know, he, he was raised by, you'd imagine Jonathan Kent and Martha Kent probably come from a, a Catholic background, right? So he, it would appear that he has Christian morals, but not Christian beliefs, if that makes sense. Hmm, maybe, just based, ba- based on his upbringing, based mm-hmm. on the fact of where he was, the fact that he was raised in Kansas. And there's great Superman stories of if he was raised somewhere else what kind of a person would he be yeah. right there's great stories like that out there but it's just so interesting to me that in that scene and in that sequence he goes in to talk to a priest and he talks about how 
I don't trust Zod, but I'm not sure I could trust humanity either. And the priest saying, uh, sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith. And the trust will come later. I just think that's a fucking great sequence. And that's what makes him then put on the suit and give, make him go public to everyone. I'm Superman. Yeah. I think it's those kind of bigger questions that are asked within it, as well as all the flashy, awesome fucking action, like, you know, and the music and all that. And plus the casting. The cast is great. I can't, yeah, I can't fault a single actor in it. I think the, the all the performances are really, really good. Like, whether or not it's like, you know, when we have ideas of like, oh, that person should play this because they look like the person. Like, uh, yeah, maybe not in every, for every right. character, they might not look yeah. like what you imagined. But I think they just do such a great job with that version that's written for the movie. Yes. Uh, actually, that in itself is interesting because. So I, at this point, had no idea Man of Steel was going to be the first movie in what is being called the DCEU, right? Which is still figuring itself out yeah. as we talk. And now, you know, Man of Steel might become more counted as part of Zack Snyder's continuity than it will ever be the DCEU continuity, right? Yeah. But at the time, it was just this standalone movie. And the only hint of it being part of a larger universe was a very small, tiny sequence where if you look very closely, you'll see a Wayne symbol on a satellite and you'll go, oh, <laughs> right? There's a lot more than that, man. Is there? Oh, yeah. What else is in it? <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Carl Ferris is in it. Carl yeah. Ferris? Oh, the, the, the scientist dude? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Carl the, the Ferris. Ma- major Carl Ferris. Well, she's major in BVS. But she's part of the Green Lantern. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Green yeah. Lantern's girlfriend, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. The, it's like the, the um, there's a couple of buildings in 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 uh, the end in Metropolis that have all these different like logos and stuff on it as well. Well, yeah. That, I, I'm the, not the, I'm not ultimately that familiar with the with the, the lores and stuff like that. Lex Luthor. There's a Lex Corp like, one, but there's another yeah, but that's one. Superman. There's a casino one. Right. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. Um, oh, you mean like as in hinting at other I characters coming? Yeah, I don't it? mean like I I'm I kind of knew this was setting up a Superman. Like as far as I was yeah. concerned, it was like, well, this is going to be the Dark Knight trilogy equivalent of Superman. It's a little bit darker. It's a little bit more serious. It's bringing it into the modern world. But that Wayne satellite thing, and you see that very quickly. That's the Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man thing, where it's like, this could be a standalone movie, but mm-hmm. it might also, you know, we're saying that these possibly exist in the same universe. So, you know, let's 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 explore that further. And then, of course, yeah. the sequel was announced. You were like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Where are you going? <laughs> so, um, yeah. but yeah, so just as a standalone Superman movie, uh, it's my favorite one. And I know there's plenty of people out there who you know, realistically do prefer the Christopher Reeves one. And then I think there's a lot of people out there who are just trying to be a bit purist <laughs> and yeah. just want to say that they prefer the Christopher Reeves one. Because I mean, I, I grew I up... I actually watched it. <laughs> yeah, I grew up with the... Like, I, I watched the Christopher Reeves one as a kid, but even as a kid, I was a bit like, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's okay. But it wasn't like when you watched Tim Burton's Batman as a kid. No. <laughs> you're like, no. that's amazing. I want to be that guy. I think, yeah, there's definitely rose-tinted glasses a bit with the original Superman movies. I think if you went back and watched them, it'd be like, oh, well, what, I think what you'll, okay. realize, what you'll realize is the writing stands up. 
the character mm-hmm. interactions like between uh, Clark and Lois are really good. Lois Lane's really good in the Christopher Reeve Superman from my memory. And yeah, just, okay. Kind I'm of, not that mad on it. The kind of comedic Ghostbustery style writing that's present in it yeah. is is good, but it's not an um, flashy amazing like superman flying sure at the time was great and it was always advertised as the movie that'll make you believe a man can fly and when people saw it they were blown away Mm. that doesn't look as good anymore because we've seen things where people fly and it looks better so you know i'm just being honest like it's just the the technology has taken us further in cinema history you know so um and we're we're talking about like the versions of superman and we're talking about the, the greater wider like a product of DC. Um, when it comes to like the Justice League cartoons, specifically Justice League Unlimited, which I think for any big DC people, like they're those voice actors are the definitive voices and characters for for those for those people. Um, you can't get you can't do the Cadmus story, which is probably one of the most famous and probably considered one of the best ones within the Justice League story. You can't do Cadmus with Christopher Reeve's Superman. It doesn't it just doesn't work. But you could do it with Henry Cavill because you can see Henry Cavill is trying to be good, but he's slightly on the brink and he is getting annoyed with people not respecting him. Like he's you know he's thrown down his is you know he's trying to help people all the time and everyone keeps second guessing him. And that's what the Cadmus story is all about. Is about right. humanity being afraid of the Justice League and like secretly cloning them and stuff so that they can make their own Americanly controlled military version of superheroes. Yeah. And like even Green Arrow says in one of the episodes that even he's afraid of the Justice League, even though he's on the watchtower with them and stuff. It's yeah. a fucking and Superman is on the brink. He is genuinely losing his mind at everybody, like. And yeah. he is actually getting really frustrated and it's like you can't You're right. You can't get that with the Christopher Reeve cheesy Superman. And, like, again, it's a very different Superman to how he even is. uh, Well, even in the cartoons, that Superman, when he's getting very political and he's trying to explain to people he's not going to become evil because I think there was, like, an evil Superman who invaded them or something like that. But, like, so he's very political. He's very stern. He's very straight with all the heroes and any political party members. But in front of the kids, he's still going to be all like, oh, stay at home, you know, stay in school, kids, and, you know, wear the mask. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a facade. So the, the version everyone thinks Superman is, is a facade that Superman puts on for the, for the crowds, for the kids, for the mammies. And yep. that's not actually real Superman. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's... It's that's like, uh, well. you know, in the boys, like, Homelander is, like, exactly what Superman would actually be if he was on planet was Earth a real right person? now. Yeah. God, I, ho- I hope not. I hope it'd be more like Henry Cavill Superman. You just know that. Yeah, and that's the great thing about Henry Cavill's portrayal of Superman is that, you know, our world is really fucking complicated. It's really difficult, and it's a, it'd be such a burden on anyone's psyche to just go around a place smiling all the time. Yeah. You just yeah, yeah. can't keep that. Like, you know, with, with so much shit going on, people don't know whether they can trust you or not. You know, yeah, are and- you... I love that bit at the end. Is like, how do we know we have America's best interests? And it's like, now obviously he says, no, like, like I do. Like I'm born in America, so I do. Yeah, but yeah. as someone who's not an American, I just thought that was like such a interesting thing to say. Is to that that's not not uh, that you have the world's best interests, that you have America's best interests. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's like, okay, so should he not be going into 
uh, like Mexico to save people from a burning mill, let's say. Which like, we will sh- bring up in. Should should he not do that then? Because yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Should he yeah. be actually at the border? Should he be on the wall saying, "Sorry, these are all illegal, and you know, in America's best interest, you can't come in." Should you they know? all realize that he doesn't work for them at all? He doesn't work for America. And that no. <laughs> he can do whatever the fuck he wants, and then that's the fear. Actually, he can do whatever the fuck he wants, and there's nothing they can do to stop him, which is which is like the whole issue with the character which is why i don't understand when people don't like the idea of people not liking superman because you're like okay you have to realize if this guy existed yeah we would not all be waving our flags going woohoo i i think that's part of the issue is that they when they're wanting to watch a superhero when when some people are wanting to watch a superhero film they're wanting it to just be the superhero has to overcome the challenge and becomes the hero and we praise and we pat him on the back yeah and I'm not 100% sure they wanted themselves to be critiqued that actually they wouldn't do that. They're actually not good enough. No, but I think what you just said there about people, want, people wanting the superhero to have a challenge, overcome the challenge, blah, blah. I think that's what we got. I think yeah. what it is, though, is that it's like, what is the challenge? If you're Superman, what is it? Like, if you're Batman, what is the challenge? The challenge is how do you take on crime in Gotham when crime is so relentless when you have a criminal like the joker how do you stop someone like the joker if you're not willing to kill but you're also not willing to work within the law like how do you actually do you know what i mean you have to ask those questions so what is the challenge for superman beyond some other alien god thing that you fight right because if you have someone like lex luther he's not a threat to you physically but what is the challenge of being superman and the challenge of being superman is actually being superman in the world we live in that yeah, is I, was, the challenge. I like this little um <laughs> this there was a like Snyder did a watch party. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Where, where you could where you just kind of comments while while watching the watching the movie. So it's, uh, I suppose it's the equivalent of just getting the director's commentary. And uh, one of the things he was talking about was like that bit where you can see true people and he's like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, right. And he he was going on about like how much restraint it must be to be someone like Clark, who has to really focus on his senses to only see an outside layer of people rather than seeing all the way through them. Like, how difficult that must be. It's like the Hulk on steroids, basically. It's like, the Hulk has to worry about keeping himself calm so he doesn't go out of control. Clark has to make sure, okay, I only need to, I only have to, I have to concentrate on just seeing the outside of you, so I don't see in you. I also have to make sure that when I put my hand on you, I don't fucking break your collarbone. Like, how yeah. much restraint is that? In right, the... all the time. All, yeah. all the time. Like... Yeah, even just, like, the whole thing of, like, if we're gonna open a door right now, yeah, like how much pressure? Do I, yeah, right. Yeah, now, of course, you could make that slapstick. You could make that funny. You could make that funny. Of course, but then you... you're laughing at the struggle of someone. Right. And th- the point of this movie is for you to empathize with the struggle of someone. Yeah, empathize so. with someone with powers that you've previously yeah. either scoffed at because you're like, oh, it's just ridiculous, it's lame, or you went. He's the best ever. Nothing can hurt him. And then now you realize, oh, it can hurt him, but just not physically. Living, yeah, his... seeing him is is a painful life. <laughs> yeah, on the, on, the, on the mental psyche, which is actually more relatable than someone being physically hurt. Because everyone... Yeah, we when know going it's more to... damaging, isn't it? It is. Yeah, when everyone going to work, like, you know what I mean? You all, everyone goes through that psychological Chris. day where yeah psychological stress and that one day where like i'm so done with this stuff those yeah. those were blasted reports my god then, they keep piling up 
But then when you can't afford to be done with it, you literally can't afford to have an outburst. No. Like, he can't have an outburst. Yeah, I know. The whole point, and his dad keeps trying to tell him, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, part of me wanted you to hit that other kid. But then what? You know? (laughs) (laughs) know? Like, apart, apart from the thing of, like, well, first of all, fighting people is not right. You know, like, he's trying to teach him to be the bigger man. But at the same time, it's like, you hit that kid. The difference between him hitting you and you hitting him is that he hits you, he can't hurt you. You hit him and he's dead. <laughs> but they they kind of, they slightly hinted that as well when he's working in the pub. He's working in the pub and the guy kind of picks on him. He kind of tries to push him. And the guy, when he pushes Henry, he pushes himself because he can't push Superman. Yeah, he can't. And then he just decides, oh, well, I'm going to pour a beer all over you. And then he walks out and he sees his lorry full of logs I, and stuff because I, Superman I, has to yeah. restrain himself from pushing him because he'd kill him. I do like that this Superman doesn't have an issue, though, with, like, punishing people, not physically, but he he has no issue with collateral damage. Like, you know, he'll destroy the U.S. drone to say, stop fucking following me. He'll destroy yeah. your fucking truck to say, stop being a dick. <laughs> you yeah. know? So I, I kind of like that there is a little bit of a... Because if you're human, and he, he's been raised as a human, you are going to be like, I'm going to fucking get you back for that. You fucker, like. You Absolutely, know? yeah. You know? Definitely. So, but he's not and, going to. And it's like, you know, person. I have heard criticisms about that. It's like Superman wouldn't bully like that. But yeah, I've already made that point that in like the original Superman movies, yes, he did. He did bully people like that. But right. in this version, it's like, oh, he wouldn't bully people like that. He would just um, suck it up and go, right? And it's like, I, I think if you were... Um, you wouldn't aspire to be like that. You would want to stand up to a bully. You wouldn't yes. just let a bully go. No. You know, he was, that dude was harassing that woman. Yeah. And yeah, he think, stood up to it. Uh, and he did bit, something about it. The bit you're talking about in the diner with Christopher Reeve. That's in, it's the, when he gets the guy in the good diner, isn't it? He throws yeah. him out the window. Yeah, that's because, I actually understand what you're talking about, because uh, one of my teachers actually used that as an example, because he was great. He used films as examples to kind of explain particular uh, classical study stories, like. Yeah. Right. Uh, so actually, that guy was a bully. Uh, yeah. Superman gave up his oh, no, power. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, he gave up his power so he could be with Lois, and then the guy was picking on him. So the, the yeah. yeah, the idea was at the end he comes back and he gives the the bully the comeuppance that he kind of yeah. deserved from earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It, so Just it's for like, context. So it's the same thing though. But it's the same yeah. thing. It's yeah. like, like the thing is, is that like the Man of Steel version of Superman gets criticized for things that have always been. Yes. You know, like we're just seeing it with greater special effects. Yeah, or or it's just not happening as often, or something like that. I don't know. I don't really empathize at all with the criticisms of this movie, like in any way. Really. I can empathize a little bit, which uh, the end can get a bit chaotic. Yeah, right? yeah. And I agree. I actually agree with that. If there was something that I would criticize this film for, is that it does feel like there isn't a consequence towards the end. Although right. there should be, the Earth is in danger. But for some yeah, yeah, reason, of course. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't really portray well. We always need this kind of like someone to relate to as the point of consequence, and right. uh, obviously that you know works well in the opening of the next film. But for some, like it almost needed that type of a direction, I think, for the end of this movie. Uh, not that there wouldn't be that much chaos. There absolutely would be. In the fucking animated series, there's always that amount of chaos. Yeah, yeah. It's People world, are going right through buildings. <laughs> it's world-ending doom. Like, it's, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and there's nothing but much... 
you can't do a Superman villain if it's not going to be of that kind of level or caliber. You know? Yeah. Um, but there's only two things about the movie I actually don't like. I've said it a couple of times and they're kind of... Well, one of them I think is just bad and the other one is more of a personal preference thing. One of them is those zoom-in shots. I don't like them. I know that they're supposed to be a comic book panel type thing, but you know like when like the ship is flying, for example, and he'll zoom into it mid-shot um, or even at shit. the start. The fl- yeah, I know. Some <laughs> people love it. I hate those shots. I hate them okay. so much. They're not for me, but that's t- that's not bad. It's just the other one is the scene when he's taking on the um, terraforming world engine thing mm-hmm. and in the ADR they add in all these cough sounds that don't line up with what Superman is doing on screen and they're really loud and it just sounds like one of those moments where if you've ever watched a movie where someone recorded it in the cinema oh, right. yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it sounds like it just sounds like someone's just coughing in the background and it takes you a while to realise oh that's affecting him okay doesn't sound like it just sounds like someone coughed in the middle of ADR and they forgot to take it out <laughs> it sounds really bad like it's actually yeah. that particular part is the bit where I go that's genuinely the worst part of this movie because that's, interesting that's... I, that's, I've never even noticed that <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've noticed it. him coughing but I've never noticed this being like, so bad it never took, it never took me out I never noticed it Chris pointed out to me. Now I can't unnotice it. And it's yeah, and next time you watch it, you're gonna be like, "Fuck me, that is bad." Yeah. I'll admit now, because we usually have to say this, and it's been a while since said it. I have cried in this film. <laughs> is I this? Think, is this? Can I, I, I be it, your son? Or can't I continue? Can I pretend to be your son? You are at that moment. Kevin no. you are much. No. Because that is some moment, man. That's a that is, That's a fucking. That's a moment. That's a moment right there. Well, what is it then? It's, it's, it's the bit when and everyone critiques it and I suppose yes there there's a slight level of justification to why people would critique it but also there isn't because you can argue again uh, the bit when his father dies oh yeah all right okay yeah yeah I hear you yeah, yeah. So he could have saved them yeah yeah people critique because he could have saved them but obviously he wasn't going to save it because your man Kevin Costner puts up his hand and he's essentially telling him no just let this happen because he because his dad believed in the world that if they found out they would hate him yeah the world's not ready for him yeah yeah so the bit that for me that gets me is is that in the car he's arguing with him and he tells him yeah that whole like you're not you're not my real dad yeah right 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 he delivers it slightly better than that yeah, yeah. And it's the fact. No, yeah, of course he does. <laughs> well, he's an actor. <laughs> no, but I mean, is that that cliche of a line, like you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Eh, go up and close the door, like you know the way he says it and everything. Yes, yeah. And it's the fact that he will he will never then get the chance to is be it, able to say. He's about to. He, he go. He goes, Dad, listen. And then he goes, Whoa, whoa hold on, because then the thing happens. So he's about to say, I'm sorry, I don't mean it. Yeah. But he doesn't get to. Yeah, it's a yeah. really good scene. Yeah, really so strong. That, like it's a bit that's cheesy. Funny. That sequence is cheesy as fuck. Oh yeah, with the tornado and stuff, and him just going no, 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 because really you would freak the fuck out and you'd be like, ah, save me. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of just telling a story yeah. and what the story needs, it's it's very strong, I think. Just before we finish up, then there's talks at the moment of uh, making more Superman movies, but Henry Cavill not coming back. Or yeah. maybe he will. Would you like to see Henry Cavill 
continue to roll Superman or would you be like, no, I don't mind. I, I'd be up for seeing another one. I've kind of seen Henry Cavill's take and I don't mind another take. Well, they've been fucking like people have been asking for Man of Steel 2 for the last fucking 10 years. <laughs> uh, I, w- I wouldn't mind. I like I've ever actually I saw a post on Facebook where it was like because it, it was around the time when they were like saying that they were going to get other actors to play Henry Cavill, even thinking of getting an African-American actor to play. Um, Henry like to play Superman. Uh, yeah. and, uh, there was there was one post where it was like, uh, here's here's a list of five actors who, oh, yeah. who could replace Henry Cavill, <laughs> and it was just five pictures of Henry Cavill. Uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, I I would like to see him against the likes. Well, I mean, we are going to get him against uh, against Darkseid, but I would like to see him against Brainiac and against actual yeah, yeah. like Thor and stuff. Like, I would like him to at least get his trilogy. And then we could say, okay, bye-bye and, and bring on the next guy. Yeah. But yeah, it's no, because I think... Too, it's way too soon, isn't it? I, well, it's not that it's way too soon. It's that he hasn't gotten his fucking... I, yeah, I, I pushing agree. Him off, pushing him off, pushing him off. I would like, 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 as much as I'm really excited for the uh, Justice League, and I and again, I do, I don't like the DC-Marvel comparisons, but I think Marvel were right, and I think they rushed this, and I think it would have been nice... To get a couple more standalone movies before bringing the whole band together, mm-hmm. so that Darkseid feels like an earned villain that you've kind of led up to him a bit. Um, not like don't copy what Marvel did. Like you don't have to fucking te- tease Darkseid in the end credits of the first Justice League or any shit like that. But I would have liked to have seen more of um, Henry Cavill's Superman in sort of his own trilogy. I would love to see Brainiac in a Man of Steel two. That's what I would yeah. love. I would love to see that. But um, if they are going to reboot it and give us a new take on Superman, fair enough. I wouldn't want them to cast Henry Cavill to not play his Superman. So that's what I don't want. Like, oh, if they yeah, think yeah, the yeah, criticisms yeah. are that Superman's too dark and we want a cheery, more hopeful Superman, so Henry, we're going to keep you, but we want you to play him totally different, then I want a different Superman. But if I think they should just go back to the original plan. Yeah, stick to and... it. The original plan being that it wasn't supposed to be a DCU at all. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, to just have separate films each time. That way, you know, Christian Bale's Batman exists along with the Matt Reeve Batman, along with fucking the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, along with the, you know, these all exist as separate stories, just like the comics do. Yeah. That the content there is a kind of a um. A continuity and the continuity would be that uh, the heart of the characters carry true. Yeah, yeah. But that there's ultimate, different stories and different depictions of them. In that case, if they were to do that, I would be totally fine with any iteration of Superman that they want to bring around. But don't, don't create a fucking cinematic universe with a new Superman. It's like no, don't no. do that. No, no, no. no. I, I think, idea. I think they've they've kind of failed at doing the cinematic universe. I think so. I mean, the most exciting DC project coming up is the Batman, and it's not part of the DCEU. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's way more exciting than Aquaman 2 or The Flash or any or, or Black Adam. Well, I'm interested way in more The Flash exciting. because they have Ben Affleck and Kevin. No, I know, I know. I'm but, not saying so... I'm not interested in it. I'm just saying the most interesting yeah. project that they've teased yeah. so far is something that's a standalone franchise. And I actually think that um, in the long run, like that original plan where it's like 
you know, with Zach's vision was supposed to be just the five films and not part of a bigger thing. Just right. five films. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that has more longevity than a than a cinematic universe. Yeah, mm. probably. Yeah. Because, because when you think have... about now, like, okay, are they? Can they make another Iron Man? Can they? But they can continue to make Batman as long as they want, as long as they, you know, they can do multiple yeah. different stories with different iterations. Yeah, it's going to be a long time before they can reboot Iron Man. Yes, there's like, yeah. there's, the cinematic universe has like a, a certain lifespan to it. And then at some point you kind of have to say, okay, that's it now, folks. That was a good run, but we have to, like, I'm sure that like, obviously they're making shit boat boatload of money. But yeah, yeah. in terms of like, you know, just making, keep making movies and stuff. And I think there's more longevity out of, you know, we've had now three different cinematic versions of Batman. Yep. If you well, if you continue like the original anthology, I know it's different actors, but it's a it's supposed to be the same character. Uh, and now we're about to have a fourth one. Can't wait. But now I'd love to hear what other people think. So if you watch this YouTube guys, jump down in the comments, let us know uh, what your take on Man of Steel was in general, and would you like to see Henry Cavill come back as Superman, either in a cinematic universe or just in a Man of Steel follow up or a sequel. Um, let us know if you're listening to us on audio platforms you can touch base with us on our social media Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Brothers Take let us know your take on Man of Steel we'd also appreciate it if you watch this YouTube to give this a thumbs up if you enjoyed it hit subscribe and click that notification bell so you know when we put it next bonuses we will be doing one on BVS I don't know I mean this went longer than I thought it was gonna and I think that could go longer again <laughs> it's Absolutely. a longer movie it would be an ultimate cut to talk about <laughs> so it might be an ultimate cut of a bonus take but uh so make sure you click the notification bell so you know when that goes up. And of course, we will eventually then talk about the Snyder Cut of Justice League after we've seen it before the end of this month. So thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.